0: Ah, oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's installment of the Ambitious podcast, I have my good friend, soul sister, and my feng shui mistress, because we don't say master, because you are the mistress of feng shui, Ginny Rain. And Ginny and I have been working together for about four or five years, and she's also the wife to... Kalen, who you've already heard about when he was on the podcast last week, we were talking about the Caballarian numbers and the labyrinths and getting in tune with nature. And he talked a lot about how we really have to get into in nature and also about our inner environments. And that's where Ginny comes in. They are really truly the dream team. And like I said, on last week's podcast, when we had Kalen on, we were talking about how when I first started working with Kalen and Ginny, I was just in a weird place in my life. We had just bought a home. Everything kind of felt funky. I was really happy here, but I knew that some things had to change. And then I found this dynamic duo. They came in, they worked their magic, and not only did it help my relationship with my husband and it made me happier and more joyful to be home in my own environment, but oddly enough, I doubled my income in one year. And the only thing that I did differently is work with Ginny and Kaylin. So Ginny is going to be talking all about feng shui, real about really about the basics of feng shui, and she's going to be giving you some really uh, just incredible things, easy things that you can do to your home and your environment to really take your life to the next level because God knows that she has helped me so much. So Ginny, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life and being here. I appreciate you.
1: I am so glad to be here.
0: It's going to be so fun. It is. We always have fun together. Yes, we do. So how long have you actually been in the feng shui world?
1: I was given a book uh, about feng shui, one of the first ones published in the West in, you know, the modern era um, in 1990. Wow. And I... being a practical person, read the book and made a couple of changes in my home to test it out because I am very um, results-oriented yes. and I wanted to see if it worked. And by golly, within six months, zip-zap, the two things that I had adjusted my home for Came to pass in my life. Wow. And so I started studying more seriously. You were
0: like, okay, there's something to this. Yes. This is yes. not just a bunch of hooey. It's not a bunch of esoteric BS. This right. is real stuff that you can do.
1: Right. Right.
0: Do you remember what it was that you changed in your house?
1: Oh, well, if you want the whole story. I
0: do. I love stories. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I, um, had been married for 24 years and then was divorced and and uh, single parenting and thought that when my youngest who was between her freshman and sophomore years in high school by the time she graduated I wanted to have a partner again okay and uh you know you have to kiss a few frogs and it oh, takes a oh, while usually I know so all I about just that. figured uh, I'd get the things going and so I made it a, an adjustment there and then I made it a an adjustment in an area that has to do with your career or pathway through life. Um, because my, I was sort of at a standstill yes. in my work life and within six months Everything had broken through in my work life, and I
0: got married to Kaylin. Oh, my gosh. Who How happened? Crazy.
1: Yes. I mean, we had known each other for a long time, so we didn't have to go through the uh, the whole getting acquainted yes. part of it. Yes. So it was really fast.
0: Interesting. So
1: then I moved out of that home in with Kaylin, and it was a guest house on a farm I owned with my two oldest daughters. And the second daughter moved into that home. Um, to give her older sister, who had a husband and children, some room, and uh, she got married within six months no of moving
0: in. Way, way. Yes. And what is okay? So what? What are I, like? I, what I, are some of the things that you did? Did you put the couples in your kitchen? What was happening? I, I. I <laughs> did you put two things in the kitchen? I,
1: I, I did. I made my own cure. Uh, it, it, they're called cures in feng shui when you make some change in your environment. So I made my own cure using a bunch of elements that have to do with uh, partnership, marriage. And um, I will not give you that. No. The, the details of that, because when I told this story to uh, David Kennedy, who's the author of yes. feng shui for dummies, yes. he he came back to me and said, When people ask you that, you should require 27 red envelopes from them. The red envelopes are are how a traditional feng shui person is paid. Yes. It's one envelope per cure or maybe nine envelopes if if it's a really good cure. Yes. And 27 is just pretty much unheard of. That's for averting bankruptcy or doing
0: something really major.
1: Massive. Yes. And apparently my cure was massive because... (laughs) You think? (laughs) Anyway.
0: Listen, guys, if you are looking for a man (laughs) and you want some cures, you're going to have to give Ginny 27 red (laughs) envelopes full of (laughs) Dignito. And you're worth every penny by the way. Because well, you, you 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 changed my life, you and Kaylin so, so much. And we always sing your praises. And every time that we do talk, you just educate me and empower me more. And you know I love that. And I know that my listeners from all over the world love that as well. And I'm really excited for you to give them some real basic stuff because I think from what I've, you know, experienced, a lot of people don't want to get into Feng Shui because they're like, this is just too it's it's I don't get it. This is overwhelming. What if I do something wrong? And
1: well, and that is that is a yeah, concern. Absolutely, you can uh, enhance an area. Oh, yes, Kalen has stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. I will. But what I want to give people are um, just basic concepts yes. that are non-threatening that you can use. Just so that you will um, focus in on, on the starting steps. Yes. And then if you have something major going on in your life or some some need, why you can always engage somebody who is more knowledgeable.
0: Absolutely. Which is you. Because you can do virtual stuff. You don't oh, have to yes. live in Maine because Jenny lives in uh, Maine. But you do stuff with people all over the world. Yes, That's we do. That's awesome. We do. So I know that we're going to talk about a couple of my favorite basic things today, which is the front door, Mm -hmm. which is the mouth of the chi energy, right? Correct. Am I saying that correctly? That
1: is correct. That's where all your opportunities and good things in life come in.
0: An abundance of whatever you're desiring. Uh, Yes,
1: yes. Everything that comes to you comes from the energy coming in the front door.
0: Yes. And then the second thing we're going to talk about is the hearth or as you call it, the stove, right? Right, right. And who would have thunk that your stove plays so much like get energy into what you're doing in your everyday life. I started cooking on on all my burners since last time we talked, this by the is way. Good. And this it's is good. it's it's good. I yes. feel like a I definitely feel like an energy shift in my home and in just in my life.
1: Well, you're making use of all the possibilities for for nourishment to come to you. If yes. you use all the burners, you just want everything to work properly right. and then you want to use it.
0: I love it. And then the third one is your bed. Right, because the bed is a whole situation, and I know when we first started working together, you were like, "What side does Matt sleep on?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "On this side," and you're like, "Okay," <laughs> but because I had crystals above my bed, right? It when we can talk about this after. Sure, I'm not going to speak for you because you're the expert, but it it yes. cured the the wrong doing of the bed position.
1: Right, right. The position of your bed is important. And positioning um, is important in lots of different situations, but the bed's really, really important. One basic feng shui thing is that the longer you spend in a particular spot, and uh, the closer in you are to whatever's going on around you, then um, the more influence it has. And since your bed is a place where you spend a lot of time, yes. even though you are asleep there, but it is the last thing you see at night and the first thing you when you get up in the morning, that environment's really, really, really important. Yes. So that's a basic concept. You don't really care too much about the guest room. Because you're not there, right? Um, so when you're paying attention to things in feng shui, you want to pay attention to the places where you spend your time. Mm-hmm. So that's your bedroom, the office, the d- you know family room or den, kitchen, 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 right? For sure. So those things are really, really important. And so I
0: love this. Focus on that. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start, as Foreline okay. Maria once said from The Sound of Music. Yes. Okay, so the the door. Yes. Let's talk all about the door because you don't realize, like, for, for example, I have um, a garage off my kitchen and Matt and I usually leave in our cars from the garage through the kitchen and we don't use the front door a lot. And you're like, no, no, no. You have to go out there every day and you have to give it some energy and you have to give it some love. So I do that every day because of you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, again, changes the energy.
1: Yes. Well, the front door is where the energy, as we said earlier, comes into you, all your opportunities, all the energy that's coming to nourish you and to uh, help you on in your life and on your way, your whole family. So it's important that that door be used. You want it to be a, a strong door that presents a good, strong energy, the the hardware on the door needs to be firmly affixed, not wobbly. Um it's like when you open the door, you're shaking hands basically with your house. Yes. And you want to encourage the energy to come. So your your front door, you have a lovely uh striped rug down and and then a Mat to wipe your feet on that says "Hello, Gorgeous." <laughs> and
0: <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, this has to look good because Ginny's coming over today." I was like, "Ginny, how's my front door uh, yeah, feng shui?" You're it's
1: like, "It's a really good idea." Yes, it is. And <laughs> she had a has a wreath on her front door that's colorful that it invites energy in. You want your front door to be obvious. You don't uh if it's hidden or. Behind the garage or some other place, if right. you can't see it, um, it's just harder for the energy to get there. And so you need to make a pathway, maybe with solar lights, or just figure out a way to bring, distinguish it. Yes, and bring energy there. You want it to be obvious when you have uh, guests come. Right? Do they know where to go? The worst
0: is when you go to someone's house and you're literally like, "Where the hell am I going?" It's so dark. You're trying to find your way to the front door. It's meandering all the way, you know, all over the place. And there's just like no distinction. And then you're like, oh, my God, the door is in the weirdest place. Yes. yes.
1: Sometimes, you know, and yes. So you want a good, clear pathway. Um, you know, you don't want to be stumbling over the bike or the roller skates <laughs> oh, or my whatever. God. Tell
0: my husband <laughs> that. Because he likes to leave his shoes all over. When we, you know, when he comes home, he just drops his shoes like in any which way. <laughs> and I'm like. Ginny said that this is going to create stumbling blocks in your life. And if I say Ginny said something, then Matt's like, oh, i going to put my shoes away perfectly. And yeah, yeah it's hilarious. That's what I, I I use you as my yeah, enforcer. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm just like Ginny said and he listens. But if I said, put your damn shoes away, he'd be like, oh, whatever. You know, but if I yeah. say you said it's a different story.
1: Well, metaphors, what you're talking about is a good thing to bring up because The metaphors in our life, the symbols, uh, tell us something about what's going on. People who come in through their garage, and and you will. I mean, if it's raining, you're not going to walk around to the front door. You're going to come in your garage. room
0: or your side door. Yes, yes.
1: whatever is uh, your your usual used to uh, way of getting in. Make sure you don't have the rakes and the shovels and and or the bike or whatever stacked up, so you have to trip over things coming in.
0: Because how many people's garages are like that? You can't oh, even yes. move,
1: right? Like you, you're
0: banging your car doors off of stuff in there, and it's like, oh my god, what the heck?
1: What well, you want a clear path? You want to make your life easy, so have the symbolism of an easy way to come into your home. Yes. Don't put stumbling blocks in your own path.
0: Yes, because it will actually manifest in your everyday life.
1: Yes. That's yes.
0: so interesting. So, I asked you, and I thought this was really great, like, you know, if I do use the garage a lot, how do I go out and give my front door energy? Because you said you should be out there every day, at least, you know, once a day, giving that front door energy. Right. And you gave me some really good tips. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure.
1: Uh, depending, you know, you can walk out your front door to take the dog out. Yes. Uh, first thing in the morning, last Thing at night or whenever, uh, you can go out the front door to get the paper or the mail. Or if you don't do, need to do those things somehow, um, just take a broom out and sweep your front door I do step. that a lot. I do that a lot. Just something, some use of it. We uh, counseled a minister uh, about a church many years ago, and most people came in around um, from the parking lot yeah, and stuff. Yeah, through the side. Yes, and, and there, were, but there was a front door, And by golly, having already done his home, he very proudly told me that he went out there every day with a broom and swept the front steps of the church. Um, So.
0: And I bet it probably brought some more money in, into the coffers there, right? Right, and, and
1: more members, yeah, yes. absolutely, more enthusiasm, more more things going on. That's
0: right, that's right. So I do I do sweep a lot, and I also planted. I don't know if you saw this, but I planted tulips in those I little. Saw those. So yes. every day I go out and I water my tulips.
1: That's a good way to do it. Having a pot of flowers out there, a wind chime. If you want to just let the wind, you know,
0: bring the energy in, and
1: bring the energy in. Um, some people have bird feeders out in front, yep. It's Whatever. all about
0: bringing the energy, yes. bringing the energy to and the front living door.
1: energy is really potent. So,
0: oh, hundred percent. I put a little bird feeder out on the side <laughs> last year. And it changed, it just changed the game. And I would like, just like, look, I would sit on the front steps and I would just like watch the birds and it just, it's so, I don't know, I'm, I'm into that. So it was intriguing to me.
1: Yes. Well, uh, there was a store in Boston a number of years ago, and maybe still is, that had a bubble machine out in front of oh their Oh my God, yes. Just, how
0: smart. How fun. Yes. And that also brings fun energy to the house, right? So yes. if you put like a bubble yes. machine in your front yard, you're like, oh, this, the house no, no. is going to be bubbly and lively and fun. Yes. That's so Once
1: again, symbolism.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you have a front door, maybe you live in an apartment. Yes. Or you live in like a walk-up or like a triple-decker and people are like, oh, who gives a shit about my front door? It's not even my front door. That's not true.
1: Well, you want, yes, to the extent that you have the authority to do something to the door to the building. Um, Cool. Um, but be sure the door to your part of the building is enhanced in some way, whatever yes. they will allow you allow to you do. To.
0: Right. So a uh, wreath. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. Yep. A wreath. Uh, a, a nice a little mat. mat. A mat. Mm-hmm. And and that's also a good way to... Um, wipe your feet before you come in and and leave your worries on the doorstep, as, yes. as the song says. Absolutely.
0: 100%. Uh, what about colors of doors? Does that, does that make a difference?
1: It should be something that draws attention to that door. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, red or yellow or right. some striking color. Um, it can be just something that stands out so you don't nec- you don't want the door to be the same color as the siding basically got it basically.
0: understood but they do say that red is the color of wealth correct in feng it shui
1: it is it is uh, often thought that way it- red is also um thought to, f- to um repel negativity Oh.
0: I didn't know so that.
1: What, hence the red envelopes when That's you pay the true. feng shui person, or in Chinese culture, give New Year's gifts and and birthday gifts and all and baby give red envelopes.
0: Wow, and, I never and, knew that.
1: And so, the, hence, why the feng shui masters traditionally paid in a red envelope is to uh, ward the energy off. Since the feng shui person has given you cures to enhance your life and maybe ward off bad energy, um, we don't want the negativity to come back to the the oh, master. I and never hence, thought about that. Hence the red envelope uh, as protection.
0: That's so interesting. How cool! I love this. Part
1: of the tradition.
0: Very, very cool. And I know that when we started working together Mm -hmm. and you did my whole feng shui analysis and you guys were, you and Kaylin worked together. um, When you came to the house and we were doing the cures, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the stuff was like, okay, Katie, your um, money corner of your house is your freaking master bathroom right and what are in the ma- what are in the bathrooms drains and what do drains do
1: and <laughs> they drain energy as well as water <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if i have drains in my money corner and we're not going to get too crazy into this stuff today because it's no, like a whole not, other situation yes
1: we're not going into all the the energy map the yes. mandala that has to do with it's called the bagua yes that has to do with what energies are located where right. in your
0: home. But my energy of my, um, of my wealth and abundance was in the freaking master bathroom. And you're like, right. girl, just go ahead. And you're going to put uh, red or purple flowers on top of your toilet. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go around. You're going to put all your little red, you know, ribbons around all of the drains and the big drain in the house. And I, I swear on my grandmother's soul, we doubled our income that year without even doing anything different other than that.
1: Well, it, it, the when you do a cure, you also set an intention for yes. what the cure is supposed to be. And we'll talk about how you do that in a minute. But the red, as I say, is protective. Yes. It, so when you put it around the a drain, it, and if you have a main drain in your basement, um, you can just do that and take care of the whole house. Um, but your intention is that it is a filter so that All the good stuff stays in and you just allow to escape or to move away anything that you no longer need. Yes. So
0: So interesting. Because a lot of people, they can make money, they can create money and bring money in, but they can't keep it. Right. Because it's just getting siphoned out of their home. Right. And that's what was happening to me. I was like making all this money and I'm like where the hell is it all going at the end of the month, you know? And Matt's like, well, you know, have you looked at the Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> the guy comes three times a day and I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, that's true. And then it just shifted my energy mm-hmm. and everything has been so different, especially, I mean, in every way, shape and form, but I really love it. And I know a lot of the women out there in ambitious land that listen to this podcast, they're entrepreneurs, right? They're, they, right. they love money. They're and
1: go-getters. That's
0: right. And, and they
1: want to keep it.
0: Damn right. <laughs> damn freaking Skippy. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about the, the the door? Do you feel like good about that? And you want to you move know, on to the.
1: Let's go ahead.
0: Okay. So, I wh- mean,
1: there's always more,
0: but. There's so much. I mean, but... this could be a lifelong lesson, right? Feng Shui is, is this never ending thing.
1: It is. I keep learning. It's fun.
0: It, it really is fun. So, the second place that we're going to talk about is the kitchen and the right. hearth.
1: Right. The stove is the hearth of your home. That's where you cook your meals. That's. Uh, and nourish your family. so it it is a manifestation of your bil- ability to provide um and of health too. so it it has to do with wealth and health, both
0: interesting.
1: And so, as we were talking earlier, Katie is now using all the burners of her stove, not necessarily all at the same time, Yes, but, but regularly, so that she's using all of the Possibilities she has for bringing nourishment to her household because
0: you tend to cook on the, your favorite burner. Oh goodness, or burners. Yes. Maybe there's two out of the five yes, or whatever, right. and I yes. always would just cook on those all the time.
1: Right. Well, and when we were talking about this on on the, uh, the Bitches Academy, the, the Academy, yes, I realized that I have the fifth burner in the middle that has for the griddle, and yes. I wasn't using that. Shame on me.
0: So (laughs) So you're like, I got to use that middle burner. Yes.
1: So you you realize that all of us have improvements that we can make. So when I was was
0: growing up, and you might have not watched the show, but I was a Sex and the City girl because that was like totally my generation. Right. Sure. And I remember Carrie Bradshaw never cooked in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. And Carrie Bradshaw um, never ate at home. Right. And if you would, it was like a running joke where she would have sweaters in her oven. Right. That cause she just ran out of space with her clothes. So in my mind growing up, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be like Carrie Bradshaw and like never eat, never cook, and put sweaters in my oven. Mm-hmm. I think our my whole generation of women kind of wanted to be that. And knowing what I know now through you, it's like, whoa, no wonder why I was dating every dingling known to man and I was never finding the one because I was probably not using any of my possibilities of my of my hearth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Could that be a problem?
1: It is a a problem if you don't use it. I mean, it's not that you have to be... um,
0: Julia Child's cooking every day.
1: Oh, no, no, no. And, you know, you don't have to be just a busy little homemaker all the time. But you do need to use what you have so that it can be you know, in circulation. Yes.
0: basically. Can you just like pontificate about that a little bit? Because I think that's so interesting because I, I don't like clutter. Mm-hmm. I've never liked clutter in my entire life. It actually gives me like super anxiety. And I thought it was always like this way to control my environment because I grew up kind of in an tumultuous household and it was just like my safe place it was like, if everything has a spot and I know where everything is, I feel safe. And it's kind of carried over into my adult life. Right. But When you think about clutter in the home, because I know you don't like clutter either, Mm. so many women, they just won't take the time to like go, you know what, I'm going to like just tackle one drawer at a time and I'm just going to tackle one room at a time and I'm just really going to declutter my life because do you not feel that clutter can create this chain reaction of all these other issues in your life? A, from, a feng sh- from a feng shui standpoint. Oh,
1: goodness, yes. Uh, if you want new things to come into your life, there has to be room for them. Amen. And so uh, when I'm working with people who uh, are single and don't wish to be, fine to be single, but if you don't wish to be, if you want a partner— Then you need room for them Mm. to come into your life.
0: Interesting.
1: So you can't have books piled on the other side of the bed. You can't. (laughs) Yes. You can't have everything so cluttered up that there's not physical room. For someone else in your life.
0: Wow. I, I was listening to Florence Scovel Shin. I don't know if you know who Florence Scovel Shin is, but she was like this modern mystic from like the ni- early 1900s. And she always was, t- and this just totally blew my mind because you just said it. I was like, what the hell is this chick talking about? But now I understand. She would have women who wanted a mate that mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, find the man if their life depended on it. They would set a table place for them every night. So they would actually like take a, plate and take a knife and a fork and they would like pretend almost as if this person was coming over for dinner. Right. And it's almost that same situation where it's like if you just have a bunch of unfolded clothes on your bed and you just literally scooch the pile of shit over on the your mate's side of the bed, you're right. probably not going to be finding anybody to sleep on that side of the bed anytime soon.
1: No, no. There's a story in uh, that one of the authors I read who uh, does clutter clearing, she Tells about deciding she wanted to mate. And so she literally cleared out half of her drawers and half of her closet space and uh, got ready. And she happened to spend um, half of her year in England. She was British and half in Bali. And she did not meet anybody um, when she, uh, during her british half of her year so she went to bali and met a mate her mate there wow and when they came back um to britain when she was you know it was time for her to go back and he accompanied her he took it as a matter of course that <laughs> there would be room for him wow and it was ready and waiting oh,
0: i love this so do you all listen you bitches <laughs> listen to Ginny. If you're looking for your person and you are like, you know, like she said, you have all the self-help books on that side of the bed, (laughs) you might want to clean out that side and then maybe make some room for this person to come in.
1: Right. Twos are important. And that's what you were talking about. Yes. Before when I was making a joke. Well, but in setting the place for, for, um, for the person... Emphasizing twos in your life will also help you to find your partner.
0: Yes. So can you give like just some ideas of like putting two things together to make this um, happen?
1: Uh, even I've gone to homes where none of the artwork expressed that two-ness. It is always every piece of art on the wall was of a single solitary <laughs>
0: Lady on the beach? <laughs>
1: yes, or the, you know, the lone wolf howling at the moon kind of thing. It's just, it was it. it was really striking. Um, and so, you go
0: into someone's house and you're like,
1: hello, but yeah. they don't see it. No, well, you never see your own, which is why Very even, true. <laughs> it's why even, you know, that's why I had that aha moment about the burner in the middle yes. when they're talking about it, because you tend to get used to your own Stuff, yes, and ignore what you should know.
0: So, to maybe two things in like a room, like two v- vases or yes. two little statues together, or
1: yes, yes, two candlesticks on the dining room table, not if just you have one. one, not just <laughs> one nice pillar candle, you want two of them, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Just think in twos if you're. that's what you're going for. I
0: love that. It's such simple stuff. This is not brain surgery, everybody. This no. is simple.
1: And for families, if you're trying to have a child, then think in threes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's, it. again, simplicity. And um, this just came to me. Remember when you came uh, one time to the house and I was like, oh, Karina just moved home because of COVID and i want to kill her because you know she had lived on her own for so many years sure. and if you if you've been to my house you know but if you haven't we have our bedroom on the on the main floor mm-hmm. and then all of our guest bedrooms and Karina's bedrooms on the second floor above us right and you said just go up there and put something of yours up there so it brings the energy of you are the dominating energy of the home because if someone's above you physically right their energy is actually dominating your energy
1: right this is this is uh has to do with commanding position, which is a big concept in Feng Shui. So we might as well just go there. I now. love it. I love it. It it's um when I was growing up there were a lot of westerns on um TV and stuff. I'm I'm older than
0: she is. I do like westerns though. My dad used to make me watch them. John Wayne the whole nine yards. Oh yes, yeah. Yes.
1: But there's a the old Western saloon logic was keep your back to the wall and your eye on the door. You know, if it's, uh,
0: (sighs) you know that Matt still sits at a restaurant like that. Like he will not sit in his back against the, uh, against the door. Right. Ever. Right.
1: Right. He's Smart like, can't. he goes,
0: I can't do this. I can't do this. It feels so uncomfortable. And I it always is. thought it was crazy, but now you're, making, right. Now you're telling me differently.
1: Right. Well, commanding position is where you are in the uh, spot in a room or in a building um, that it is uh, has the best visibility, and you have to go through the most hurdles to get to you. The big muckety muck, the CEO has the. Uh,
0: Corner, corner office, office yes. on, on
1: the highest floor usually. That's right. Uh, and, or if you're uh,
0: living in the penthouse. Yes, yes, That's the, yes. That's the commanding position yes. energy.
1: So when you were talking about your guest rooms and, and a lot of homes are built with a master suite on the first floor. Yes. and The kids are upstairs. And guess who's in charge of that bitch. house? That
0: bitch was ruling the roost <laughs> when she came home. I was like, Jenny, please help me. I'm going to freak out. And she's right. like, here's here's how you're going to do this. Yes. And, it, and it changed the energy instantly within right. a day.
1: Right. But commanding position is useful in lots of different situations. Where you sit at a meeting table, if your back is to the wall and you have the widest view of the room and the door, you are in a very advantageous position. We had a lawyer that we consulted with <laughs> that um, would, after we talked to him, I mean, he could set up his own conference room the way he wanted it, but he would, he started going early to conferences at other lawyers' offices and... um,
0: To get that, the, yes, the best seat in the house.
1: Yes, he would go and he would go and say, oh, I'm here a little early. I'll just go on in yeah. and he'd take the seat he wanted and he would tend to have um, some something to to give to each person with their name on it, handouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would designate where people were going to sit.
0: And oh, I the strongest and so the much.
1: strongest person, the the one you were most concerned about their reaction or their, you know, dueling with them yes. or whatever. Would he put in the worst position i guess <laughs> you might as well just say it um you know back to the door or whatever and people would come in and go oh oh okay and they would just they just in.
0: acquiesce to whatever yes, yes. they
1: would so it, you know i've spent a lot of time in the not-for-profit world and working with boards and and so you set it up so you're problematic board people and there are in the not-for-profit
0: world, yes,
1: but, um. You know, set up your meetings, people.
0: Mm, interesting. And it
1: works in the home, in the dining room, with dynamics, with the family. Oh, like when mom, people are going
0: to beat the shit out of each other at Thanksgiving? Like well, that's my norm.
1: <laughs> n- I'm thinking, well, I was thinking more <laughs> about family dynamics and mom usually having her back to the kitchen door and getting up to run for everything. And, oh, my God, it's And, so and true. putting the kids in the in the.
0: The better seats. The better seats, yes. Oh.
1: So if you're having issues in your family, you can rearrange your dining room, your, you know, whatever table. Yeah, where, where everyone you, sits. Where everyone sits. And some families just spend a week in one position and then shift. Yes. So it, so it equalizes things mm-hmm. and everybody sees things from everybody else's vantage yes.
0: point. I, um when this was going on with Karina, I actually put one of my Buddhas Upstairs in another room, which is still there, by the way. I think that's where you're sleeping tonight. Oh okay. in that room. And I'm telling and she didn't know I put it there. And I wasn't like, hey, I'm putting this there because you're being a little asshole. <laughs> and it just the next day, it was like she was a different person and I was a different person and the 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 energy was different. And I was like, this shit really works. Yes, it does. It really, really works. So okay, let's talk a little bit more about the hearth and then we'll move on to the bed. Right. So are there any other kind of like two cents you want to talk about? like the stove. Keep it clean. Yes, bitches, don't be <laughs> dirty pigs, clean your stoves. That's the worst. I clean my stove every day, and we were talking about this in a bitches academy where I'm like, right. I'm really proud of myself every day. I get up and I clean my stove and it's just a ha- an old habit that I've always done my whole life. It just part of my rituals. I like to just make the the house clean every day. Even if it is clean, I just like to make it really good mm-hmm. and part of the things that I do is I clean my stove every day because I just think a greasy dirty stove is the most disgusting thing in the world.
1: Well, you know, after dinner when you're doing your cleanup, take that soapy sponge or, or whatever it is you're using and we'll wipe things down. That's it's simple. Yep. Yeah. But you want everything to be in good working order
0: because then your life will be in good working order.
1: Exactly.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Now let's talk about the bed because I think the bed is a very interesting place because, well, we were talking about this on our last Ambitious Academy call where you were talking about like the skylights over your bed and how you and Kaylin used to love to look out the skylights and it was so romantic and beautiful. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yes. This is probably not the best thing for us and bed position where, um, and I could be talking out of my ass right now, so tell me if I am. But like a lot of people say don't have a bed with a window right over your head because— The energy goes out the window. Is that true?
1: Well, the skylight is the energy escapes. And the window, it's always better to have a solid wall behind you. Yes. So the window is not solid. I mean, if that's what you have and that's where your bed has to go, why then, you know, you put some curtains over it. Yes, we put louvers like these louvers. Louvers are fine. mm -hmm. That's fine. You you make it, uh, you know you make it solid yes. in, in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always best commanding position in the room. You want to be able to see the door. If at all possible, position your bed so that you can see the door, but it is not directly across from the door.
0: So my door, I have double doors in my master mm-hmm. and the door on the side of my bed, it doesn't it's not a right across, but guess who's it? it is across from Matthew Baybine.
1: And then,
0: and what is that all about? Let's let's just ta- tell the people what it's what it is. Well, Infectue. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> a little. It's a little dark. It's a little morose. But well,
1: you know, and you look at hospitals and they have things arranged so that that you know the nurses or whoever can peek in the door and and. If your feet are going out the door, that's how the Chinese carry out the dead. I yes. suppose everybody does. Right. Um, and So it's
0: so, like a death position.
1: Yes. Of it, ener- energetically. Energetically, you're just ready to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. And, I don't think that Matt would um, say that, but, I mean, it, his feet are in that position, so we right. had to fix it.
1: Yes. And as she said, as Katie said, she has some crystals up there and those... Um, Multifaceted leaded glass, you know, spherical crystals diffuse energy just as they give you rainbows if you put them in the light. Yes. They d- diffuse the light spectrum. And so that will circulate the energy and not have it.
0: Yeah, Matt trying to shuffle off his mortal coil too quick.
1: Really, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was the quote unquote cure. Yes, was to have um, the crystals. Uh, and a lot of times, um, especially in a bitch academy, you were talking to the girls about this a lot. Where you said, okay, if something is messy feng shui wise in your house, get a feng shui crystal mm-hmm. and just hang it, and that will rotate the energy in the way that it's supposed to.
1: It it often does. It, it's used crystals are used a lot. So are mirrors. Um, but oh, they, I didn't
0: know that mirrors were used a lot in feng shui. They
1: are called the aspirin of feng shui. Oh, wow. But they can be tricky because they can bring energy or they can reflect it away. Mm. And so you have to know what you're doing with mirrors. So right. that's not something I'm going to talk yeah, about today. Yeah, that's too much.
0: But, yes. but you know, people just slap shwa- mirrors up all over thinking, that oh, it looks pretty there. And it's like you could be doing something that maybe energetically is not in line, in alignment with what you desire
1: you might be probably probably not but it, if you're using it as a cure you need to be very specific and careful
0: about Understood. how you do that um a lot of the girls because we live in the northeast and a lot of women live in split level homes right and when you walk in the front door the stairs go zoop, right up right, right up the right up the stairs and a cure for that is put a feng shui crystal in there because what happens when the when the door goes right up the stairs, what is the...
1: Across from the... Well, you're wanting energy to come in and and um, the chi of the home, if the stairs are right across from the door, yes. it's like a waterfall of chi coming down the stairs. Right. And so you have this uh, onslaught that's pushing against what's trying to come in. And so if you put up the crystal or a wind chime or if you have a light fixture that has crystals on it. You can use that. Right. It's often...
0: Like, turned, a, chanda- like a chandelier, chandelier yes. with crystals is a really great yes. little cure for that. Yes,
1: it's lovely. Interesting. And um, that will circulate the energy so that your opportunities and good energy can
0: come in. The feng shui in my house, um, you had mentioned before when we were doing first doing work together, where is you walk in my front door and if you look directly across my home, uh, there's a window. But I was a smarty pants and I put a plant in front of it not just intuitively like oh that looks really good there and you're like no that's actually what you want to do so the energy doesn't go out the back of the house
1: you want energy when it comes in to circulate in all these modern houses and if you watch um the the shows on um of people searching for houses yes. and, and they want it all open Ugh. and they want to be able to see all the way through And they the want back.
0: windows from the floor to the ceiling.
1: Right. Well, you want enough light, but windows in feng shui leak energy. And and being able to see right across if if they get, if she comes in and can see all the way out the back then it's just That's gonna where it's go, going to go it's going to go out the back and you want it to circulate through the house. So that's where your crystals come in or plants will circulate energy. If you have a lot of windows, then you should have some plants in them and that will circulate the energy, keep it inside your house and keep it moving.
0: It's awesome. That is awesome. Anything else you want to touch upon the bed with?
1: The bed. If you can't situate it where you can um, see the door from the bed when you're resting. Um, and obviously I know that most of you feel very secure in your homes is not that you're worried about something in, you know, some disaster occurring to you. But there is a part of your brain that doesn't turn off fully if you can't see what's coming. Mm. It's part of our
0: evolution. Yeah, exactly. It's part of our
1: DNA. Wow. We're we're always watchful. Um, You know, we have all those Idioms and metaphors, you know, stabbed in the back. Yes. Uh, you know, so if your desk is situated so you can't see who's coming, mm-hmm. you need a rear view mirror on your computer yes. if you have to turn around and your back is to the door. Same thing in your bedroom, something reflective, whether it's a mirror or something else. So that when you're laying in bed, you can see the door. And it won't be right across from your bed or the door. You're going to have to figure out the angle right. just to be able to get the view.
0: Same thing with like when uh, like when I went to college and we were living in those little shitty dorm rooms. Your bed is pushed up right against the wall. Right. And you literally roll over and it's like cell, like a cell block in front of your mm-hmm. face. That's probably not good feng shui.
1: Right. Well, bunk beds kind of uh, oh, damp, bunk beds. damp down chi. Oh, really? there's a whole thing. We're, we're going to do a thing on beds. I and know. And I will go into way all more that, detail.
0: That's awesome. That's so. awesome. So all these little things where it's like, you know, I moved to this house. and It just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Hire Ginny. Because she will come in, she will take your whole home, she will tell you everything to do, everything to move, where things should be. I mean, you blew my mind with just the simplest little things, and it made such a huge difference in, like I said before, my relationships and my money, and just, I loved coming home. Not that I didn't love my home before, but I loved it even more after I, we did all the stuff.
1: I and I understand, and I also, I, I do tell you what to do, but I also, I like to work cooperatively. Yes. I used to be a teacher. And so <laughs> yes, I I want to empower people. Yes. She and,
0: never tells me like, you have to do this or else. No, You're just more like no, f- it's, suggestions.
1: Right. It's not paint that wall red. It's yes. that, it's that this is what's happening. And so we need to do this or maybe this, or, you know, this is what we want to have happen. And then we work it out.
0: I love it. So That's awesome. Ginny, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule doing this podcast. I know that all the ladies are going to absolutely love it. And if you scroll down to the show notes, we're going to have all of Ginny's information. So if you're interested in working with Ginny, as I've done and my husband have done in the past and continue to do so, you can just reach out to her, schedule a, a time, and she will get your feng shui on point. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious.